This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound. On each episode of Barkcast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how are you? I'm good mate, thanks for asking. Rover doesn't come back. Ah, that old chestnut. Okay. Uh, this should be the title for this Barkcast. So, email... Let, let me guess. <laughs> I've been calling my dog and he's, he knows... He knows, but he's not coming back. Along those sort of lines? Pretty much. Pretty much. Verbatim what the email said. So, yeah. um, uh, name is Tick. So Hi, Tick. Over okay. to you. So, funnily enough, I have come across this before. Whenever I get new clients, and, and even for everyone listening now, I would just close your eyes and think, what is the most important thing you could teach your dog? You'll go through the usual, well, a sit's really good, a stay's very important, but ultimately, getting your dog to come back when you call them, for me, is the number one most important top draw item. That's the difference between losing a dog and saving a dog and keeping a dog alive at times. And I can also appreciate, and obviously I'm guessing with Tick, you're at that point where the frustration and the the anger and anxiety with it all is starting to get a bit much. That's usually uh, the trigger point and it's, that's also what usually makes it a lot worse. I understand that we want to recall I also understand we want our dogs to be off-leash, running around, getting lots of exercise. The two are often not compatible, particularly at the beginning. If I've got a puppy um, or even a young dog that's new to me, new to my house, new to my environment, especially when we're out and about, they are on-leash the entire time. I do not have them off-leash. If I'm not in a position to say, hey, Rover, come back and have them happily choose to do it, I'm not going to have them off-leash. What I will do is do lots of recall games and lots of fun engagement stuff with them to teach them and show them that coming back to me is a wonderful thing. It's rewarding and it's fun. And as soon as I've done it, I then get to go and play again. That's how I slowly start to build up that solid powerful recall that will work okay how so simple terms i've got i can and you can use a long line for this you can use a simple standard normal six foot long leash you can get 20 meters of light rope um, a thin light line that you can tie to your dog's collar so they can be 10 15 meters or feet ahead of you that doesn't matter as long as you're holding the end of the leash i sorry i'm going to interrupt you uh what about one of the um the retractables. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to come on to that, so and I will. Please remind me about that because that's okay. an important point. Um, I'll let them be, you know, X number of meters ahead of me and say, "Hey, Rover, come here, buddy." At which point, Rover's got two options: he can completely ignore me and carry on sniffing, or he can say, "Hey, I think that was my mum calling me. I'm going to run back and get a treat." If he runs back for the treat on his own. Well, he's going to get a big fuss. He's going to get a treat. You're the best dog in the world. And then I'm going to say, good boy, free, off you go. Go run away again. Off you pop. Whereas if he doesn't respond to me, I can then gently guide him with the leash and I can reel him in and say, hey, no, buddy, come to me. So either way, the end result is always going to be the same. The dog is always going to end up back with me. So it becomes a clear picture. Rover come here means I end up back over there. And if I ain't the one that chooses to do it, I get a big treat, I get a big fuss, mummy goes to town, it's amazing, and then I get to go and play again anyway. And if you do this you know, a handful of times, you're not going to see any change. If you do this hundreds of times, 
you're going to start to see big changes. Now, okay, um, retractable leash. Retractable leashes, yes. The worst thing ever invented as far as I'm concerned. If you have one of those retractable leads, the best thing you can do is extend it all the way and then chop the box off. So you've now got 15 feet or however long of a nice, long, thin line that you can use as what I call the drop line. The problem with the retractable ones, I know you can lock them. I am aware of that. But invariably, we don't. They're retractable, and so the dog can be 10 feet away, and then it's a bit closer, so the, the leash just gets wound up in the box. The problem is there's always tension on that line. So the dog always knows where you are, because I can feel you right behind me. The, the distance makes no odds because I'm attached to you. Ergo, we're calling. It's like, yeah, I know where it's coming from. It's at the end of that tension point. So I'm not interested. So I'm just going to ignore you because I know where you are. What I want is for the dog to think, I don't know where you are. You could be anywhere. It's in my interest to look up and look around and pay attention to find you. What about, now I've done this with Maximus, where I've had the long leash yep. um, or the long line, and I've called him back and he stops. Mm-hmm. Looks around, because he knows that there's something going on. Mm -hmm. So he's obviously got into the brain that every time I call him back, it's because I either want to, I, I want to do something and stop him from having fun. And he will just stop where he is and look for what's going. There must be something happening. Yep. So is that my? Have I um, made him do that? Quite possibly. And if you've, I mean, a, it's great that he's at least stopping. And I would argue in terms of it's a choice of run away, stop or come back. You know, at least if he stopped, he's not going ahead with what he was doing in the first place. If he's stopping and you're kind of then going, well, good boy, thanks for stopping. Let me come to you and give you a treat and a fuss. Then he's just learned when you say, Max, come here. If I just stop, you'll come to me. Which I would argue isn't necessarily recall because you're the one that's gone to him as opposed to him coming to you. Is that right or wrong? If it's working and it's stopping him doing what you wanted to stop him from doing, then happy days. But that's how that picture has probably been created. And then there's times also where we've been out together and you've actually told me off for I've shouting. never done that. Many times. <laughs> for, for shouting at Max many times. Come here. Come here. No, come here. Come here. And it's very much that YouTube yeah. think clip. We've yeah, talked Fenton, about that before. Fenton. Yeah, yeah. I think we've talked about it before. Can I, can I add a minor side note to anyone that's listening, that doesn't understand the Fenton um, comment? Just YouTube, Fenton, I think it's Hyde Park in London. Yeah. Thank me later. Anyway, in terms of why that doesn't work, and, and this dovetails into why we've, uh, Tick has, has emailed in, at this frustration level, you know, I've got this dog, the dog's just not coming back. We're reinforcing the keeping away. Dogs don't understand language. They don't understand humans. So when we say, Rover, come here, they don't know what that means. And if we're just shouting, Rover, come here, and particularly if the dog's seen a cat and it's charging after the cat, the dog is in a high state of drive and they're charging, the adrenaline's pumping, and all you're doing is barking and shouting behind them and we're just adding all of this fuel and energy to the fire, number one. Number two, you know damn well, shouting and screaming, you know they're not going to listen to you. They're just going to carry on going, so what's the point? Because all you're doing is, is telling them that Rover, come here means absolutely nothing. There's, there's no value to it. Equally, in terms of using our voice, number one, hey, Rover, how you doing, buddy? Come here. He doesn't do it. The next one's like, Rover, no, you bad dog. Get over here. And we instantly go for shouting and screaming. 
So what I would rather do is just be in a position where I don't have to do that. Hey, Rover, come here, buddy. Oh, you didn't do it. Well, I'm just guide you in with the leash anyway. So should you start with a shorter line, let's say a six-foot line, and then you kind of let them go, and then just as they... Just before they're hitting the end of the leash. Then you're yeah. saying... Hey, buddy. Hey, come buddy, here. come here. Yeah. They come to you, and you either give them a treat or you give them a little fuss, depending on which motivation yeah. they have. Or if they like playing tug, we'll play tug. If they like chasing a ball, I'll throw the ball. And then you use the word free or whatever word you want to use. Yep. and off they go again. And, and I'll, then just, you I'll just keep repeating that. Now, are you doing this when you're on a walk, or is yeah. this something... I'll do this around the house. I'll do this when I'm going... If I'm engaging with my dog, and I was leaning particularly if I've got a puppy or a younger dog, but this is also true if I've got an older dog. Maybe you've gone out and rescued a, a five-year-old dog from the shelter who may have spent five years in a shelter and has no idea what a recall means and is going, oh my God, I've got all this freedom and wants to charge around. So I'm going to, yes, you are going to be on a, I'm going to be doing endless recalls. I say to clients, if you're going for a 20, 30 minute walk with your dog, you want to aim for two to 300 recalls per walk. And they usually hit the floor with like, well, that's impossible. It's A, really not. Because going, hey, buddy, come here. Oh, you're the best. If he's two feet away from me and I call him back and he comes to me, he takes two steps. That's all it takes. That's recall. I stopped him doing what he was doing. He paid attention to me. He came to me. Only two steps, but he still came to me. And then it's about being five steps away and then 20 feet away. Well, that, that was my next question. Two meters so away. And we, we're chopping and changing the distance, but we're always in control of it. Would you just increase the length of the line as you go along? What I, would, what I tend to do is I will start myself with... If I'm going for a walk, if I'm around the house, I'm just going to use a normal leash for the most part. So, because we're in the house, the dog's not going to get away necessarily anywhere. Uh, remind me, I'll come back and talk about things in, in the garden. If I'm going for a walk, I would probably just use a 20-foot drop line straight away because I can, I'm holding it. And at one point, the dog's right with me. Okay, Rover, let's go for a walk. As he takes two steps away from me, he's only a couple of feet away, I'm instantly going to call him. Sorry, you call it a drop line? Because uh, I drop it. <laughs> if it's, it's it's nothing technical it's a line that i drop <laughs> sorry it's all right it's quite yeah, funny. there we go it's as but simple as that what's the what's the, the purpose? benefit and the purpose? And, uh, purpose and the benefit of a drop line rather than me holding on to a long line correct the a i just find it personally a little bit easier if it's on if i've got 20 30 feet of long line we've all we're trying to pick it up and we've just got leash everywhere and it's wrapped around our feet and it just can become working with long lines is great but it can be a pain if i just drop it and it's on the floor i can step on it what i tend to do in those sort of situations depending on the thickness of the rope i might tie some small knots like every two three feet down the line so when i put my foot on it at least one of the knots gets jammed under your foot or under your shoe so if i go hey rover come here and they carry on taking a few more steps i can put my foot on the leash and I can stop the dog in their tracks. In the same way as if I was holding it, they would get stopped. Is there a risk with the drop line that it gets caught round stuff? There is. If we're out, and I would urge you to look at sort of where you're going. If you're going on a, uh, like here we've got the, the reservoir walk, which is pretty open, the, the road around, less of a drama. If you're going down to the beach, again, it's just going to get wet and sandy, maybe get a little bit heavy, but less likely to get caught on stuff. If I'm going on a, on a trail walk up in the forest and what have you, yes, it's a very high chance of getting wrapped around the tree or, or something like that. Or indeed, if there's lots of other people, and lots of other dogs, then yes, if they're dragging a 20-foot line behind them, it's very easy going to get caught around someone um, or a lamppost or something. So yes, we do have to bear that in mind and try and manage that accordingly. Okay, so... 
I, I think I'll summarize for Tick, and then I'll hand it over to you. So Tick, you've just got to do it 200 to 300 times right. a day. A day. But no, in all fairness, <laughs> yeah, Russ... It, the, the recall, like, like we said at the top, the recall is the one thing everybody wants, and it's the most important thing to have. I get it. People will stand in the kitchen and go, hey, Rover, come here because it's dinner time, and the dog comes from all ends of the house and comes running back to them. And they think, oh, great, my dog's got a perfect recall. And yet the dog can be in the garden running around of an afternoon having a whale of a time, and you're saying, hey, Rover, come in, buddy, and they're not listening because it's not dinner time. Dogs learn with pictures. So just because they come running to you when you've got a bowl of food in your hand at dinner time doesn't mean when I go to the beach or when I go for a walk and let Rover off leash that he knows how to come back because he really doesn't. The proof of that being, and I said I would come back to it, it being in the garden, that they will just have to run around. And if you're just there going, Rover, no, come here, come here. Even in your own home, you're very quickly going to get to a point where well, I don't have to come back to you because I just carry on running around and I'm reinforced for it. The next thing that happens is we get frustrated, we start chasing the dog. Oh, well, that's just an amazing game of chase. So when you say, Rover, Rover, come here, oh, I understand, that means we get to play this game where you chase me. And how much fun is that? None. So if you want your dog to come back and you're not in a position, say you don't have them on leash, or I was being very good and I used my 30 feet of long line, but I dropped it and I missed it and he's now 35 feet away, what I would do is either whistle, clap my hands, make a silly sound, turn around and walk the other way. And I wait for my dog to look up and go, oh, hey, wait, where are you going? And start charging towards me and following me. At which point I can turn around again, face my dog. You're the best dog in the world. Have some treats. They come running, they get the treat. They're here. I can now pick up the leash and start again. There you go. Solved. And if you have any further queries or issues with that, again, as always, I would get in touch. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.